When you say self-development, myself, or I, or me, or my, who is the self that you're referring to? Who's the I that you're referring to? What does that I, what does that self stand for? Is that self someone who knows they're always creating who they are being in any moment? Or is that I someone who thinks that their personality and their traits and their labels are fixed? Hello and welcome to episode 263 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. I'm a coach and this podcast is all about self-development and helping you to live a happier, more fulfilling life. And on this week's In Focus session, we're going to be talking about who is the self that you're trying to develop. And the reason that uh, I want to bring this up today, because I think firstly, it's a very powerful question. It's a very important question to ask. And secondly, is a lot of people picked up on it as a, as a passing comment in the episode I recorded recently with Sachin on everything comes from nothing. And the reason it's such an impactful question is because when you really reflect on it, right, who is the self that you're trying to develop? In a lot of self-development work, um, we're, we're kind of trying to develop this identity of who we think we are. We're trying to develop on the identity of who we have based ourselves on, based on past experience, stories, events, traumas, you know, past whatever 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 and it's a lot of stuff right it's a lot of stuff that we're trying to add to and we're trying to develop this sense of self and the reason that I wanted to to use this time today to talk about this is because I think it's really important to understand who is the self when we say the word I or me or my or or self who is the self that you're referring to and this this is an important question because that that self, that I that we refer to carries a lot of weight. It carries a lot of stories. It carries a lot of beliefs. It carries a lot of identity. It carries a lot of past experience. It carries a lot of future projections. There's so much that we carry in the I that we refer to and we don't realize it. But when you actually start to look at who is that self? Who is the self that I'm trying to develop when I talk about personal development or personal growth? It's, 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 a, it's a bundle of stories and beliefs and ideas and concepts that we have about who we are in the world. And when we see that for what it is, we see that we don't have to identify with those things. We don't have to identify with this self because basically it's been entirely made up by us throughout our whole lives. And when we see that, 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 that heaviness that comes with it falls away now it's not to say that we're going to walk around with you know no uh, no identity or not referring to ourselves as I or me or Alex yeah it's, it's useful right it's, it's a point of reference as to who and and physically this 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 physical body that I represent in the world it, it's helpful but take a look at like what's the actual deeper on the deeper meaning behind the I and the self is very important because what does that I stand for for you? Because if we really want to look at it, right, it, it's like saying, is that who we really are? Or is it just what we think we are? And the way that I like to see it is that we are much bigger um, and something beyond what we think we are. Like all of that heavy labels that we give ourselves. We're, 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 we're greater than that. We're, we're, we're a bigger identity than that. What is that identity? To me, the identity is the consciousness, the awareness 
the the life of the universe that's that's who we really are because if i'm you know saying you know this is my story this is my beliefs this is who i think i am this is um how i'm showing up in the world these are the things that i agree with these are the things that i don't agree with that that's all made up because i can i can change those ideas in any moment so so that stuff the the the, the labels the ideas the the identity and all of those things there they're kind of additional because they're they're changeable they're malleable we can change them at any time so if they're not fixed then what is the fixed part of us what what's the part that doesn't change when we change this this idea and our stories and our concepts and our beliefs about ourselves to me the only part that doesn't change is the awareness of me changing these things and that's really powerful because it goes to show that all we are really is awareness we are awareness having an experience and that's really important because that awareness is our default state it's our zero it's where everything that we experience comes from and everything that we experience that comes from that zero that comes out of that zero into the world of of the the additional stuff the plus is what we experience but it's changeable it's not fixed we can experience it in a different way we can uh we can rewrite the stories we can rewrite the beliefs we can rewrite our personal rules and when we see that that's true we can really see that we don't need to identify ourselves with all of the plus stuff all of the additional stuff because it's optional now again it's not to say that okay we, we need to just walk around and just be a walking sack of awareness i mean we kind of are doing that all the time anyway but we're never just going to be the zero we're never just going to come from zero it's impossible because the moment that we think we're coming into the additional stuff so the two things aren't really separate they can appear separate but but they're not we can't we can't ever split the awareness the consciousness the zero from the additional uh, identity, the additional labels, the additional experience, the optional stuff that we experience as our reality. The two come as one, right? It's like if this ball, for example, was a uh, representation of the universe. I know the universe isn't spherical, but we're going to use it because it just makes sense. But if this ball that I'm holding is um, a representation of the universe and we split this ball bang down the middle, half of it is going to be the zero, the awareness, the consciousness. And the other half is going to be the form, the plus, the additional stuff. And it's not to say like it's going to be literally one half, you know, physically is going to be that and and one half is going to be the other. It's like it's going to be made up of 50% of the formless stuff, the zero, the consciousness, the awareness, and 50% of the plus stuff, the additional stuff, the form, how, you know, the experience of our reality, because that's how we experience everything. We can't, we can't really separate the two. And it's, it's not to say that, oh yeah, if you're coming from zero, it's better than the, the, the experience that you're having of the additional stuff. It's just, again, it's a point of reference of understanding how we experience everything. We experience everything from the awareness, from the zero, from from that kind of formless stuff. And we experience it as a plus. We experience it through the self, 
through the eye that we refer to. So again, it goes to show that the, that additional stuff, the, the plus, the self, the, the stories, the ideas are all very malleable. A, an example I like to think about is like, if I'm watching a movie and I'm looking at the screen, it's like my perception of reality is the movie screen, is, is what's happening on the screen. So if I'm watching a, a movie and there's a judgmental character in the movie, that's like me having some judgmental thinking. Just because the character in the movie is judgmental doesn't mean that I, the person watching the movie, is judgmental because I can clearly see that I'm sat here in my seat and the movie's on the screen there and I'm watching it. I have the um, awareness that that is how I'm experiencing the movie. I don't think like, oh, I don't like that judgmental character. I wanna get rid of him and I wanna try and delete him from the movie. Because first of all, it's almost impossible. I'd have to go and speak to the producer, the editor, the director. I'd have to get them to get rid of the actor, re-edit the movie, because it's almost impossible to do. And it's the same when it comes to our own thoughts, the thoughts that we can identify as, this is me being judgmental, or this is me being stressed, or this is me being anxious, or this is me being joyful or excited or loving or whatever. It's like, if we just see that they are characters of a movie, the thoughts are like a character within a movie. They're just part of the script. In fact, they make the script a bit more interesting, right? When you think about it, if, if, if the, the movie didn't have these types of characters, it would probably be a quite a boring movie. So they're, they're there to play a role to make the story of the movie more interesting. And if we see that for ourselves in our own lives, like... When we do have these these moments of anxiousness or these uh, these anxious thoughts or these judgmental thoughts or these frustrated thoughts or these guilty thoughts, they're not us. They're not us as much as the character in the movie that we're watching isn't us. Because I have the awareness when I'm watching a movie that that's what's happening is there's a movie on the screen, therefore it can't be me because I'm sat here. And it's the same because... It, it, with, with, with thought, right? Because if we have the awareness that the, the thought can't be that zero, it can't be that awareness, it can't be the formless, but it does come from that and we experience it as something else, it goes to show that it's not actually us. But again, I, wanna, I really want to emphasize this. You can't separate the two because we can't ever not think. We're thinking beings. We're thinking beings and, and our thoughts are what create the experience that we have and the feelings that we have in any moment. That's how we experience the, the reality of, of the world around us is via thought. So we're always going to be experiencing the world in that way. We can't separate that. But if we have an understanding that the thinking that we have is what is creating the experience and it's not anything, you know, outside of our use of thought that is doing that, then it allows us to see like, oh, that experience can be changed in any moment. And it's not to say, oh, just change your thinking. Because it's not about that. It's about the awareness of where the experience is coming from via thought. And when we see that, we can we can then start to see like this, this self that I have in my mind, the I that I refer to, actually doesn't have any legs to stand on. It's a, it's a character that has some way been made up in my mind that I am now choosing to live my life by. And the way that that, that I see it, right, it's like um, I was talking to one of my friend's mums recently 
And she said that when her two sons were really young, she would say things like, oh, you can't do this at the dinner table or we're going to auntie's house. You've got to dress a certain way or um, we're going somewhere and you've got to do a certain thing. And they'd always, they'd always say back to her, mom, mom, like, where's this rule book that you keep, you know, you keep saying it's the rules. We have to, we, we can't do this at the dinner table and we can't, you know, we have to wear this certain clothes when we go and visit our aunties. Like, where's this rule book that you keep talking about? And obviously it doesn't exist, right? It's, it's, it's rules that, that she's kind of made up for them to, 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 to live by, to, to, to raise the kids, right? But it's quite funny and it's quite cute when you think about it, right? Because the rules are, she's, she's kind of made them up and she's presenting them to the kids. And if we can see that that's what we're doing in our lives, we're, we've created this imaginary rule book of who we are and how we experience life and the labels that we give ourselves and what our experiences mean to us, what our past means to us. We, we've created the, the, the rules and the narrative of the rules ourselves. No one else has done that for us. No one else is creating the meaning of our life, of our experience apart from us and no one else is going to give our life any sort of meaning or any sort of narrative other than ourselves so if we can see that we're just we're just um, living our lives by these made-up rules which most of the time we made up a long time ago when we were when we were children or when we were kids we picked up on something and then we started to believe oh because this person has said i'm lazy it must mean that i'm lazy now I am lazy. And then when I refer to myself as like, oh, yeah, I don't really like to work out because I'm lazy or I don't like to go on long walks because I'm lazy or oh, I always hand in my work assignments late because I'm lazy. It's like we're buying into that that story that we've made up. Yes, someone might have said it to us once upon a time, but we've added it to the to the imaginary rule book. And we've said, right, Alex is lazy. That is a rule. And then we start to live our lives by these rules. And I see it all the time with, with people I have conversations with. They throw lab labels around of like, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other. And what a lot of us, me included, by the way, me included, what we don't realize we're doing when we do that is we're reaffirming those made up rules. We're, we're really putting those, we're putting a stronger foundation in place for those rules, which again, we have made up. But when we see, okay, this self is made up of a of a, a narrative which is entirely fictional it's entirely fictional then the self that we're referring to like i said it no longer has so much weight and it comes back to the question who is this self that you're trying to develop because that self is is charged it's charged full of narrative it's charged full of stories whereas when we see that these stories that we've made up these, this narrative that we live our lives by, these rules that we live our life by are entirely fictional. It allows us to drop a lot of that thinking around those rules that we've had. And we can go back to the drawing board, right? In a way, we know that we're, we're, we're awareness. We know that we're consciousness. We know that we're coming from zero and everything that comes out of that is additional, it's optional, it's a preference on, on, on how we want to experience it, then it goes to show that we have the power with that knowing that that is where we're always coming from, we have the power to create the self of Alex, of you, into whatever we want it to be. 
And that's the real question. When you say self-development or myself or I or me or my, who is the self that you're referring to? Who's the I that you're referring to? And what does that I, what does that self stand for? Is that self someone who knows that they're always creating who they are being in any moment? Or is that I someone who thinks that their personality and their traits and their labels are fixed? And that's a very important question because when you begin to see all of that stuff is not fixed, it can't be. It can't be fixed because if it was, then someone like me or, you know, potentially someone like you, if you're listening to this or watching this, wouldn't have changed your personality. There was times where I was really into indie rock music and now I'm more into hip-hop or reggae or jazz or whatever if they were fixed part of fixed parts of my personality then it would still be the case I was a fan of indie rock or if I um growing up I was really into um you know I don't know doing lego if that was a fixed part of my personality I would still be really into doing lego and in some cases I am don't get me wrong right but it's not it's not the be all and end all there's there's other interests that I have I like to read I like to watch movies I like to play sports I like to keep fit you know there was a time in my life when I was a kid where uh, I used to go to uh, a trampolining class if that was a fixed part of my identity I would still be doing it today but it's not there's there's other interests that I have because that stuff is malleable that stuff is changeable it's not fixed and if we can identify with that and we have a deep understanding of that like I said, it allows us to see that we we are always and we always can create the self that we're representing in this world. And that's really freeing because it allows us to start fresh from any moment. And it allows us to ask the question, who am I choosing to be right now? If I'm having an argument with, um, you know, a friend or a family member or, or someone, am I choosing to be someone who is full of frustration or am I choosing to be someone who's coming from a place of love? Am I choosing to be someone who is pointing blame? Or am I choosing to be someone who's understanding? We always have the, um, the uh, choice to create the experience of who we're being in the moment. And that's what the additional stuff is, the optional stuff. It's pliable, it's, it's changeable, right? It's malleable. But again, you can't separate it. It's like, if I had a bit, bit of Play-Doh, right? The Play-Doh is the neutral, formless awareness, the zero, right? And the shape that we mold the Play-Doh into is the plus, it's the additional stuff. It's optional on how I shape that Play-Doh. I can make it into a little house. I can make it into a cube. I can make it into a little man. I can make it into a dinosaur. Um, I can make it into many things, a ball, right? But the Play-Doh itself doesn't change. The shape does, the form does, but the Play-Doh itself doesn't. And without the Play-Doh, I can't shape it into something. And if I'm not shaping it into something, then the Play-Doh is basically redundant. And that is the, 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 the power of understanding that this stuff that we're talking about, the zero, the consciousness, the awareness, the formless, aren't separate from the plus, the additional stuff the experience, the reality, they're one in the same. 
they 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 work in uh, conjunction with each other to help us experience the reality of our lives around us they're inseparable and when we see that like i said we see that we that it's a lot more malleable like play-doh play-doh is very malleable you can shape it how you want it's the same with this self that we're referring to right we can create this self into whoever we want whenever we want and there's freedom with that and the freedom that comes with that is a freedom of mind there's a freedom of uh, being there's a, there's a peace that comes with that because we realize like oh it's not fixed within me that i am x type of person because if it was true that i was x type of person i would have been x type of person all the way throughout my life and sometimes it can feel like that's true but if you can see that you can also be y or z or a or b or c type of person which is a possibility for all of us then that reality becomes a lot more pliable a lot more malleable and we can see that this self that we're referring to is actually very changeable and it's 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 our responsibility in some way or our choice rather on how we want to experience that self when we use those words i me my or self who is the self that you're referring to who's the self that you're developing what does that self that i stand for because you have a choice on how you want to create that and what i would like to you to do is i'd like to invite you to let me know via instagram at i am alex manzi just send me a message on the dms let me know who is the I, who is the self that you are choosing to be? Hit me up because I'd love to know. I'd love to hear what you want to be and how you want to show up in the world, who you want to be in the world. You know, I create these these episodes to have conversations with you guys, not for me to just sit here and record and, you know, do something cool, but because I want to have conversations about this stuff because I think it's very powerful. It's dramatically changed my life and I'm interested to hear more about what you guys get from it. So if there's something that you've really got from this episode or if there's one thing that you're taking from this episode, even if there's something that you don't agree with, hit me up on Instagram, at I am Alex Manzi, shoot me a DM and let me know what that one thing is. And if there's someone that you know that would benefit from hearing this episode, then be sure to send it to them, send the link or the screenshot. Because, you know, I started this podcast so that I can create a positive change or help inspire a positive change. And you can be a part of that if you're willing to share this episode with someone you know today. And I want to thank Michaela Atsu for producing and editing this episode. I want to thank Hobgoblin for providing the sick music that you hear. And as always, I want to thank you for spending time with me today. And I will see you for the next episode.